the History Channel original podcast. My pitch for this next week is January 22nd, 1973. So yeah, the date is January 3rd, 1924. January 2nd, 1920. January 13th, 19... January 17th. January 11th, It's History This Week. I'm Sally Helm. You just heard a lot of dates thrown at you. And you will hear two of those dates again if you listen to our episodes next month. But the rest of those dates are tied to stories that you will not hear on History This Week. They were pitched by our producers to become episodes of the show, but didn't win out. To bring you behind the scenes a little, here is roughly how we pick our topics for the show. Every couple of weeks, our producers get together for a pitch session. They tell each other stories that they think could make good episodes. It's when radar signals bounced off the moon, like bouncing off the moon were detected for the first time. I know that that's a weird date, but let me back into the story. He's like a prolific inventor, but seems like kind of a wild dude. Lost as many fortunes as he made. And like a Rockefeller got a bomb sent to him. Quick PS, so they electrocute Topsy, the elephant, on the boardwalk in Coney Island. And someone in Coney Island builds a hotel in the shape of an elephant. And then it burned down, right? It bur- I think it burned down. Yeah. I hate to tell you this, listeners, but none of those tantalizing stories were picked to become full episodes of History This Week. And if you are feeling like, wait, I wish they had picked one of those stories, I have good news. We're doing something a little different today. You'll hear four of our producers join me in the studio to pitch an idea for a future show. But this time, we are not going to be doing the choosing. You are. So listen carefully to these pitches. Mull your options. And at the end of the episode, we'll tell you how you can vote for your favorite story out of the ones we presented today. And then in March or April, depending on the date connected to that story, you will find a full episode based on the pitch that won the most votes. Think of it as an end-of-year exchange of gifts. From you to us, and then us to you. And one lucky listener will also win a special History This Week gift. Now, let's get started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We are going to hear first from producer Julia Press. You have actually heard Julia behind the mic this season in our episode about the origins of the World Wide Web. If you missed that one, definitely go back and check it out. Julia, hello. Welcome back on the airwaves of History This Week. Oh, thank you. Uh, My closet studio was getting lonely, so I'm happy to be back. (laughs) All right, Julia, I've heard a rumor that your pitch today is going to require a little bit of acting. Is that correct? Uh, Acting is generous. I think it's just (laughs) dramatic reading that you should be prepared for. Okay. All right. I am prepared. Let's hear it. Launch in. What story have you brought us today? Okay. Sally, the year is 1878. Got it. And I want you to picture the most famous, well-respected preacher in the country. Okay. 
His name is Henry Ward Beecher. He's a leader in the fight for women's right to vote and the abolition of slavery. He gives these sermons at his Brooklyn church that are apparently so popular that people would refer to the ferries across the water as beacher boats in his honor. Because so many people were just going to hear him on them. Wow. They're just flocking across the water to Brooklyn. And Beecher is all about preaching this idea of God's unconditional love. So just imagine the scandal when the news breaks that Beecher, this well-respected Christian minister, has been entangled in an affair. It's with one of his own congregants, a woman whose marriage ceremony he himself performed at his own church. Ooh, scandal. So the woman's husband ends up suing Beecher for criminal conversation. <laughs> is that is that the, like a euphemism for adultery? Yeah, it's basically cheating. And the court case reads like a soap opera. So here's where the dramatic reading comes in, Sally. I'm hoping that you'll read it aloud with me so you can be the lawyer and I will be the Reverend Henry Ward Beecher. All right, you're on trial, Julia Press. Let's let's do it. <laughs> Were you in the habit of kissing her? I was when I had been absent any considerable time. I kissed her as I would any of my own family. I beg your pardon. I don't want you to tell me that you kissed her as you did anybody else. I want to know if you kissed her. I did kiss her. Were you in the habit of kissing her when you went to her house in the absence of her husband? Sometimes I did and sometimes I did not. Wow, Julia, that is spicy stuff. I mean, this is, what did you say, the 1870s? The 1870s. This is like Victorian times. A lot of people are not even like holding hands in public at this time. Oh, no, no. This is absolutely scandalous stuff in the courtroom. I will say, Julia, this is neither the first nor the last scandalous affair in history. I mean, the annals of time are are littered with scandals just like this one. So what is it about this particular affair that brought you to this story. I have to say, this story is just a who's who of leading figures of the day. Besides Henry Ward Beecher, his sister is Harriet Beecher Stowe. Mm, Who wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yep. Victoria Woodhull, the first woman to run for president, gets involved. So does Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who's a leading suffragist. And beyond all the big names involved, Beecher's this famous minister preaching God's unconditional love. So his adultery raises all these huge questions of morality and threatens to undermine the movements he supports. All right. Star-studded cast, big moral questions raised. To just bring this pitch home, why don't you give our listeners a sense of how the episode might start? What would we actually hear? History This Week. April 16th, 1878. I'm Sally Helm. Splashed on the front page of the New York Times is an open letter by the prominent suffragist Elizabeth Tilton. It's a confession. It reads, The lie I had lived so well the last four years has become intolerable. The charge brought by my husband of adultery between myself and the Reverend Henry Ward Beecher was true. Today, it's been called the spiritual crisis of the Gilded Age. How did the Beecher-Tilton affair launch a raging debate about morality, hypocrisy, and politics? And how did the American public, 
after taking in each and every salacious detail, decide who should be ruined by the scandal and who should be spared. All right, listeners, that was producer Julia Press. Remember that at the end of this episode, we will tell you how you can vote on whether you want to hear this story in the History This Week feed in 2023. Julia Press, thank you so much for that pitch. Thank you, Sally. We have many more amazing pitches to come. Up next is our associate producer, Emma Fredericks. Emma, hello. Hi. Emma, what pitch do you have for us today? So it's 1949. An American woman is on trial for her actions during World War II. The press has dubbed her the female Benedict Arnold, a traitor to the country. Wow. What did she do? So imagine you're an American soldier overseas, you're stressed, your life is in danger, you're homesick, and so you turn on the radio and you search for something soothing. You stop on a station that's playing jazz, great, and then the music stops and a sultry female voice with an American accent comes on. You're expecting her to share some encouraging words, but instead she taunts you and hurls insults at FDR. She spews anti-Jewish Nazi propaganda, and she gives her name as Midge on the mic. But as more and more soldiers tune in, they'll give her another name, Axis Sally. We have another Sally in our midst in this story. (laughs) And I assume by Axis, we mean the Axis powers like Germany and Japan, who were fighting against the U.S. and its allies in World War II. Yes. Emma, what exactly is going on here? Who is this person? That's what a lot of people were trying to figure out. She was this failed American actress turned radio broadcaster who put out shows from Germany on behalf of the Nazis. In her most infamous broadcast, she's taking on this character of an American mother whose son is overseas and talks about how she has these dreams of him dying. Her shows were kind of a psychological warfare. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's hear the episode intro. How would this episode begin? History This Week, March 10th, 1949. I'm Sally Helm. Defendant Mildred Giller stands in a Washington, D.C. courtroom to hear the verdict on her conduct during the war. She's being tried on eight counts of treason. When Gillers takes the stand, she cries and swears she loves her country. She claims she was forced to do those broadcasts. It was either that or die. Now the jury foreman stands and starts delivering the verdict. Today, the story of Axis Sally. How did a failed actress from Maine become a potent weapon of the Nazis? And is there a way to understand the choices that she made? Oh, great. Emma, tell our listeners why should they pick this story? Why is it so interesting to you? It's the idea of misinformation and how it spreads. Radio Berlin believed this idea that, you know, the best form of news propaganda was not propaganda, but rather slanted news that appeared to be straight. And words matter. There's an impact from them. And I think this is a great topic of relevance today. Also, you know, where she ends up is definitely not where you would expect. So I'm going to leave you with that cliffhanger. All right. A surprise twist ending to a World War II drama. Emma, thank you so much. Thank you. Remember that at the end of this episode, we will tell you how you can vote on whether you want to hear this story in the History This Week feed in 2023. We've still got more pitches to come. There are two more pitches for your consideration. Coming up in a few moments, we will hear about the godmother of the 1980s fitness revolution and about a portable piece of technology that turned the music, gaming, and information industries upside down. 
Stick around so you can hear how to cast your vote. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The next one comes from producer Corinne Wallace. She has given me a little bit of information to read to you here to start with. We are in the era when electronic music is hitting airwaves across the United States, and it is playing in the background of workout videos. Corinne, hello! You have joined us here, I assume, from bopping away to some electronic music in a workout video, no doubt. Yeah, you can't see that my leg warmers are out of frame, but (laughs) definitely that's where I've just come from. I'm getting a sense we are in the 80s. Tell me what else I need to know. What is the story that you have brought us today? So it's 1982. Jane Fonda Fonda. is 44 years old. She's already an award-winning Hollywood actress and a figure of controversy for her protests during the Vietnam War. But she's about to radically reinvent herself as the queen of the home workout video. It's a 90-minute aerobics routine called Jane Fonda's Workout. It's the first of its kind, and it's a runaway success. Her videos will fundamentally alter the fitness and home video industry, even turning Lycra into a fashionable fabric. (laughs) Good job, Jane. They'll also make Jane Fonda rich, and she'll use that money to fund her political projects. And that's the part of the story that many people don't know about. All right. Let's hear how this story would begin. History This Week, April 24th, 1982. I'm Sally Helm. The camera opens on a well-lit dance studio. Dancers move to a pulsating synthesizer beat. Then a close-up shot of a foot flexing to the beat. Is this some kind of pop culture art film? No. The camera widens to show the whole room. The music swells as big purple bubble letters fill the screen, announcing Jane Fonda's workout. And then there she is. Big hair, French cut leotard, and purple leg warmers. She looks at the viewer and asks a simple question. Are you ready to do the workout? In the months and years to come, millions will answer yes. Today, Jane Fonda builds an aerobics empire. How did an acclaimed actress end up feeling the burn in living rooms across America? And how did an exercise revolution transform more than buns and thighs? All right, Corinne. I have a sense of what that transformation will entail, but I guess we would have to hear the episode to really learn about it. Tell our listeners why should they vote for this pitch? 
Well, my number one reason is I'm hoping we can get some really fun 80s dance pop beats into the episode. Okay, great, great reason to vote for the app. What else? So a lot of people already know Jane Fonda as a very serious Oscar-winning actress and as an activist. And for people like me that were introduced to her first as a kind of fitness maven, it would be really easy to think that this moment in her life is very frivolous. She's just doing these fun workout videos, but there's so much more to the story. Beyond her using the profits for these videos to fund her political goals, she also is at the center of this moment where technology is changing and the way people, particularly women, are working out is changing. And if our listeners have ever taken a Zumba class, ridden a Peloton, or done a YouTube exercise routine on their living room rug, I think they'd really enjoy hearing how Jane Fonda had a hand in all those things. All right. Amazing. That was producer Corinne Wallace giving you a chance to groove to some 80s beats in April of 2023 on History This Week, if you vote for her pitch. Thank you, Corinne. Thanks, Sally. Now it is time to hear from senior producer Ben Dickstein. It is no easy task to keep our weekly show on schedule. Ben keeps the trains running on time. He's also our resident Yankees fan. Ben, hello. Hi, Sally. How are you? I hear that your pitch is about some ancient technology. Is this correct? It, yes, very, very ancient. And I'm going to play you a recording from a long, long time ago. That sounded like, I don't know, you were putting like a cup on a table? Like some plastic things clicking together? Is the technology plastic? I mean, it is plastic. <laughs> what it actually is, is a CD-ROM drive. Ah, okay. A CD-ROM drive. Yes. I can now tell that is indeed what it is. I have, of course, heard this sound before. Probably thousands of times. I know it's a blast from the past, and it's been a while since you've heard it, yeah, right? definitely. But I'm sure for a stretch of 15, 20 years, you heard it almost every day. And for me, as a kid who grew up on computer games and listening to music, the CD-ROM was everywhere. Oh, yeah. Carmen Sandiego, Third Grade Adventures. Right, exactly. And like a lot of technology, it's so present, you don't even realize it's there. And then just like that, it was gone. It's true. I can't really pinpoint the moment when CDs disappeared. But they did kind of just become like a ghost. They're gone. Yeah, it really is kind of like this technological ghost. But... That's not where we're going to start our story. Okay. It's going to be at the opposite end of that. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, how does it start? History This Week, March 4th, 1986. I'm Sally Helm. It's the first international CD-ROM conference held in Seattle. Microsoft wants to show off the power of this new technology, a thin, shiny, rainbow-banded disc that will change the way information is shared. Microsoft only expects about 500 people to show up to this event, but more than 1,000 attendees pay the $900 entry fee. One product at the conference shows the power of the CD-ROM more than any other. It can hold an entire encyclopedia on one single disc. The tech world is buzzing. This new CD-ROM will change everything. Today, the little-known birth and oddly quiet death of the CD-ROM. How did it take over the world, especially the music world? And what happened to the CD-ROM when all of us moved on? 
All right, Ben Dickstein with a requiem for the CD-ROM. Ben, tell us more. Why are you so interested in this story? Why is this a pitch that listeners should choose? I mean, I guess it's somewhat nostalgic, right? I am remembering, like, that this was an important innovation, right? I mean, that it was able to sort of smush so much information into this tiny package, which now, obviously, we've moved far beyond that. Ben, tell me what strikes you. I mean, make the pitch. Why should listeners vote for your CD-ROM episode? I mean... Look, we all like nostalgia, right? We all like to think about our childhoods. And like I said, you grew up playing games, you grew up listening to music, it was all on a CD. And the whole idea of a CD-ROM feels sort of recent and far in the past at the same time. So it's this in-between area that I think is really interesting for us to explore. All right, Ben Dickstein giving you a recent history option. Remember, listeners, stick around and I will tell you how to vote on these pitches. In the meantime, thank you, senior producer Ben Dickstein. Thank you, host Sally Helm. Okay, those are our pitches for your consideration. Send your votes to this email. Ready? Historythisweek at history.com. That is historythisweek at history.com. Please include just the producer's name. That's Julia, Corinne, Emma, or Ben in the subject line. Email us by January 9th to have your vote counted and entered into a drawing for some History This Week swag. We'll send something to one lucky listener who picks the winning story. Thank you, as always, for listening to History This Week. For more moments throughout history that are also worth watching, check your local TV listings to find out what's on the History Channel today. If you want to get in touch about anything else besides these pitches, email us at our email address, historythisweek@history.com, or you can leave us a voicemail, 212-351-0410. History This Week is produced by all of the people who you just heard from in this episode, plus a few people who you did not hear from. Jim O'Grady is our story editor. This episode was sound designed by Dan Rosado. McKamey Lynn is our supervising producer, and Jesse Katz is our executive producer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review History This Week wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next week for our first episode of 2023. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.